Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. I don't know have the lads been in there drinking, but uh, top quality beer, I must say. So if you're around that area, be sure to call in and uh, say hello and get some beers in. Have you been drinking in Rising Suns, lads? Uh, I was drinking a few of the places that stock it, all right, to be okay. fair. Do like a bit of their redemption to be that's probably my red nice. ale is my go-to but a handsome is nice as well handsome is nice and me daz is it mm. yeah 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 so we like our beers here in the show that's uh, no no secret i want to welcome out sound to the show i've got steve i've got luke and aaron how are you lads good well, man. thanks for having us yeah it's a beautiful evening and i'm honored that you decided to spend the talk and show it with me so <laughs> <fair play to. laughs> let's talk about the band these two, Steve, I know very well from a band they were in previously called Archaos. I have the T-shirt down below. If I could have found it in amongst the sea of black T-shirts that I have, lads, I would have gladly worn it tonight. But unfortunately, Cormo and another Cork band, so fuck it, how bad. So, Steve, how did you come across these two? Yeah, well, I was a big fan of a, a band called Archaos. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I could infiltrate this now and I could war my way in yeah. and I could just take them. You know what I mean? I, I don't regret it. Did you pay any uh, transfer fee for them? No, I just said, uh, would you like to be in a Chris Barnell cover band? And they were like, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I would have taken you up on that as well. <laughs> yeah, we um, we met in uh, CSN, the music course there. That's how um, that's how we actually yeah. met Aaron as well, even. Yeah, in, yeah. Um, really? Back in uh, 2016, yeah. So then we kind of formed Outsound mm-hmm. the following year in yeah. the second year, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell! Hang on a while. I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa! When was <laughs> our chaos out? When were they out? Around the same time, like as in, well, like we were out like the year before. I guess. Yeah, the year before yeah. Uh, we start, we started our um, our chaos as it had become. Played them for a year, kind of did the first TP with them, and then in second year, while we were getting our first like in college gig ready. Field came up and recruited us in and said he had Alan Murphy to do solos and stuff. So the year after our chaos started, Outsound started. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were kind of running parallel yeah. for a bit. For a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, when was I talking to you, lads? It would have been before the Liberation EP. Yes, it was. Uh, You're fucking spot on. So was that 2019? Uh, that sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ is nuts, lads. Fucking hell, mm-hmm. that only seems like two years ago. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Golden, man. I know. Yeah. I know. That, yeah. that time so, doesn't exist anymore. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. But I'm just like, just as a reference point for myself, for my own sanity, I was just thinking, Jesus Christ, was it 2019? I, I was talking to the lads. Yeah. Fuck it. That's mad. Luke, were you always a drummer? I, I kind of. I suppose, like, when I was younger, I used to always jam away at them, you know, because, like, yeah. I, I used to record up in my uncle's studio and he had a drum kit there. So I used okay. to just play away on that, but, like, not really, nothing serious, you know. I wasn't really, like, seriously trying to get into it or anything. And uh, when I started recording my own stuff, I kind of then just said, sure, I'm just going to try and do everything. I'll do the bass and the drums as well. So uh, yeah. I suppose it was college, really, though, when in second year there was, like, no drummers. Of course. So, <laughs> in the course, so, in <laughs> so because I could play him, it was kind of like I, I then kind of became the drummer of the year, really. So I yeah. just kind of I took it on then. And I suppose, yeah, I haven't looked back since. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and are you still doing the solo stuff as well, Luke? 
Uh, not as much anymore, to be honest. Uh, my my focus has definitely gone massively into outsound um, at the moment, okay. so I'm kind of I'm kind of really focused on that. But I, I wouldn't be like I suppose probably the last time I wrote one of my own songs by my on my own like probably would have been I don't know maybe last year. Or so it's like every now and again like I yeah. I do it, but yeah, the focus definitely would be with the lads anyway. Yeah, Steve, your background? Are you a singer songwriter before outsound or? Uh, yeah, that's really my bread and butter. I was just always a kind of a folky, just listens to the beat all day type songwriter. And then when I met the lads, it just, it kind of started out where we were kind of just taking some songs I'd written before and just, just became addictive. We, we just couldn't stop writing. You know, this whole album came together in what seemed to be like two or three months. We just had like the bones of the album done. It was just, it was that quick. Right. Okay. You have two releases now we've one coming out and there's a, a second one which was just were they all just singles was it mainly um, lads so we have there was two group at the start there was two groups of four singles each that's they right yeah standalone so yeah the first four are kind of like where we started with steve where it was like there's a country and bluesy kind of song there's kind of pop rock uh there it was and we have one grungy ish one taxi ride yeah. And then the next year we had another four singles. Those ones still had some of the elements of the past, but you could see the riffs were getting heavier and heavier. Like mm. Overflow is just one of the Alice and Chains riffs, and we love it. Yeah. Um, and now we've got the album coming out, which is its first like full feature thing mm. we've done. I feel like we kind of nailed our sound down with the with this album as well now. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cliche to say, but like, yeah, we've, <laughs> but, um, we, we've, we've decided on all the weird genres we could push into grunge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I was listening to that song, Spirit of the Decade. It's raw, it's early grunge, you know, the kind of way in a, when a band progresses very fast. Spirit of the Decade for me now is a nice reference point in relation to the new stuff that it's more yeah, polished, it's, it's, more, yeah. more heavier as well. Um, but it's still a, a fucking fine song. You know what I mean? Yeah, cheers. Yeah. And so that was with Owen Hayes. He did all that early stuff, was it? Which yeah, he did. Um, and we did approach him then when it came to recording this. Um, but we found out at the time his studio Rebel Recordings, as it was, was being closed down because the building was being sold on. Oh, um, okay. So, so for that's why for this album, we went around to a few of the musicians we knew. We saw from Brian the bassist from the Audible Joe's and Easy Company, uh, he pointed us in the way of Finton, uh, which Luke would have known from his childhood in West Cork, but uh, it was our first time meeting him. And suffice yeah. to say, it went really well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a, a genius, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where is his studios, lads? Ivy Hill it's, Studios. Where Ivy Hill. It's just outside Skibreen. So just before you arrive ah. in the town itself. It's kind of like countryside in between Lep and Skib. Kind of, yeah. yeah, okay, fair so, enough. Uh, Do you know it's probably a good place to have it because of the amount of gigs that are down that side of the country anyway? Like, mm-hmm. but I'd yeah, say, I'd say he wouldn't be used to recording heavier stuff, would he? Well, myself and Luke had it from our chaos, but that was all self recording. This was definitely the first time where we were recording something so kind of like intimately technical with all the different mm-hmm. bits and how heavier it was. But yeah, like Fenton, he's a musician himself as well, and he um, he like his stuff is kind of like lo-fi beats, kind of stuff like that. It's it's it wouldn't be, you know, in any way, kind of the stuff that we do. But yeah. I felt like 
he really still understood it. Like he, yeah. he made a, a big effort to kind of like, you know, find out what we like to listen to. And then he'd listen away to that and then try and, you know, try and get some sort of cohesion there, you know, with Nick yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a legend though. He's oh, he like, he'd fucking... buy and sell me now. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I recorded him when, when he was young, like in my uncle's studio. And it was like, oh, he was 15 at the time. I was probably 18. But like now he's, he's just, he's gone. He went, he studied in England and he's, Oh, it's just Jesus, unbelievable he's really young, young you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's mid twenties, uh, I'd say. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah, the man's. Living. Jesus, he did some job. In my head, I thought he was in, in his thirties, like or. Yeah, yeah, I know you. You <laughs> think it all right? Like he's. Yeah, he did a yeah, job. He, like he has the maturity of someone who's like spent like years of his life in a studio working on things, whether it's himself or others. Yeah. So, like, even though he's so young, he spent most of his life working on that stuff so he kind of knew how to make it mm. click yeah I, I yeah. definitely recommend him to to anyone really because um like kind of thing i noticed kind of different with him as well which i haven't encountered before with recording like you know the way he was kind of keep in touch with us and mm-hmm. give us all these little small yeah. updates and all yeah. this and it was just a really nice kind of thing to have like normally it's like you finish recording and then you just get dropped the mix you know yeah. and it's like oh do yeah. you want to change anything but like as he's mixing he'd be sending us little kind of video clips okay. and sh- like explaining what he's doing and all this yeah. you know and it was it's really interesting like you know a lot yeah, of talking to it like so, it's, yeah. it's great to meet a guy that has a passion for it and you know at so young as well yeah absolutely yeah steve how did you find working with him with the vocals and stuff you know what it was it was he's he's i think like his, the vocals are, are a place that he really shines so yeah. i kind of just I completely trusted him with the vocals. Uh, we I did this thing where at the start every first take is just terrible. So like uh, so every first take of a vocal I would do like purposely bad. So then I could do the double of that. Yeah. And then yeah. the double would then become the main vocal because I needed something to hide behind almost. Right. So we kind of came up with our own little techniques throughout it. And I mean especially even like aside from the vocals, what we started doing which was really weird was that every single song was tracked with the drums instead of the guitars. Oh. So Luke would sit down and he'd just have a click track right. and he'd play all the songs on the drums just in his head. It was <laughs> it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. It was, even Fintan was like, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing this. <laughs> and so, it worked a treat. Did it really, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> new that's the way we're going to we, 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 yeah. we tried it the normal way where you start with guitars and stuff and it just didn't seem to be no, working. We were, in it was that. very messy over the click track and then Luke just sat down and was just <laughs> on the point all the time, just terrified. <laughs> the, the, fin, poor Finton was losing his life. He was just like, <laughs> what? He was just like, he's... He's like on every line, so it was Brilliant. it was definitely strange, but fuck it, like the it, end it, result is yeah. I think but like more than just like listening onto a click, like it gave you something to lock into, and you yeah. you know the drums anyway from rehearsing, so it's like just easier to lock in then. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It sped the whole thing up, like it, it made it twice as fast. The whole recording yeah. process. Oh, okay, very good. There already. So how long were you in the studio then, for lads? Oh. Five days the first time around, yeah. and then we did a couple of blocks of two days. So okay. all in all, it was ten, maybe ten or nine, nine, nine days. days yeah. Fuck it, fair play, T. So yeah. I'm going to play the song that caught my ear anyway. It was Hardcore Daisy, <laughs> the title, Dalek. <laughs> <laughs>
What were you smoking? That's all I want to know. <laughs> I think you saw a video that I had on my phone and you just went, that day oh, yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, it was a, some sort of a, a hardcore daisy. An old blue video, you know. Yeah. And it was just something about the, the, the dichotomy of the hardcore and the daisy and the fact that the song is so kind of like heavy and dirty, but the, it's very kind of hooky and catchy. Yeah. And yeah. Of, there's a lot of pop elements about it. So that, that kind of dichotomy was what we were kind of going for with the name. Yeah, I don't know. Did you hear our review of it um, on the forums? Yeah. But um, we did. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It really caught all our attention. And it's a song actually as well that, you know, even when I just said the title of it there, the, the actual tune, I, I can hear it in my head straight away. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's a real good earworm. But um, yeah, I'll give it a blast here then. And uh, we'll talk about more of the songs on the album then. Like there's so many great elements to the song. I suppose probably one of the, the strongest points of it is just the vocals, Steve. Maybe just talk about that That's and fun. how did you layer it up or like what was it like in its demo form? Well, yeah, I mean, so the music was there long before the vocals. It's usually kind of the way it works with us. Usually yeah. I kind of take a song away and I, I listen to it a million times until I find something. And uh, so it kind of really came together when we were recording it so like we started doing all the harmonies and stuff all that beach boy stuff yeah. was kind of done you know very very close to the recording so mm -hmm. um it's yeah we like it's so hooky that we just wanted to kind of have that kind of pop production and that pop style where you're just adding a lot of layers to it because we feel like the, it made us feel like it, it it should be produced in that way you know like there's there's, there's harmonies that kind of they're stack. not, yeah, they're, they stack and they kind of, they don't do the, exactly the same thing exactly. as the main vocal. They're kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, like a couple yeah. of like different a lot. voices as well. Yeah. Myself and Alan and you mixed together in yeah. the chorus there. Yeah. It's cool as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's, that was my next question. What part did Luke and Alan play in it? So you did contribute vocally to that as well. Yeah. It's the chorus mainly. Yeah. The, the, the chorus and the bridge are what Luke and Alan's on. And uh, it just, we, we feel like when you're layering up vocals, it's nice to have the textures of the other voices. Yeah. Sometimes 
sometimes when one voice can work, but then sometimes it can almost sound too samey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't kind of uh, stretch the kind of palette of sound as much. Yeah. And then, like, but when you add in the two the two lads' vocals, it just really gives it that nice yeah. open kind of feel. Yeah, and do you know what? I think that comes with maybe experience as well, because um, a lot of bands do fall into that trap. They don't experiment as much with the vocal side of things. Um, and yeah. I, I think it's yeah, I remember Finton, yeah. <laughs> he got a bit overwhelmed at one stage, I think, with the amount of harmonies that ended up being something like 60 tracks, you know, in the session or something like that, yeah, just, just on vocals. Wow. So, uh, we, we, yeah, we went a bit, we just wanted to destroy everything mm. that we could really. We went a bit mad on it, like, but it worked out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. did. For the rest of the songs, then, lads, the album is going to be called Mega Turum. Is that how to pronounce it properly? Megatherium. Megatherium. Okay, thank you. Um, which is a, a slot, a joint slot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk to, talk to me about this. Giant, giant yeah. slot, lads. <laughs> it was weird how that came about. I mean, like, the, firstly, I, I was doing a, I was actually doing like a course on, pharma, like a pharmaceutical course. And I was just, it was just one random day. I just saw like a sheet on the table and it had the name of a bacteria on it, which is Megatherium. And I just really liked the sound of it. I thought it could be like a, a good name for a metal album or something. And then when I, when I looked it up, I wanted to look up what, what the kind of bacteria was. And like, there was nothing to, to kind of cling on to their meaning wise. But then I realized that if you add a H, it's it's Megatherium, which is a giant prehistoric sloth. And that's, <laughs> that's something we can work with, you know what I mean? <laughs> Brilliant. And you've always had a great relationship with Colin Bolger. Big shout out to Colin of the Bolger yeah, Design. Yeah. How did that come about? Was it just through his art with well, other bands? I, I, it was when I, like a couple of times I had done sound in Fred's for when Zora were playing. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe when he had that old band as well, Spirit Merchant, I think oh, yeah. it was. Spirit Merchant. Uh, yeah. Our Chaos would have gigged with them. So yeah. like I'd known... Colin a bit from those kinds of gigs and then from just following Zora and Colin's social media I found the Bulga and when it came time for us to get ready for the second batch of singles um, we kind of really wanted to go to someone professional and we were just looking through options so I just held up the phone and I think pretty much on the day that we were all sold from what he'd yeah. done so we've been delighted with him so far to be fair like he's been amazing yeah. and the work on the album art which we haven't put out just yet, but it's unbelievable. So like we're absolutely delighted. But couldn't couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, he's uh and he's really easy to work with as well. You know, he's he's a lovely well, guy. Like yeah, fact. And like I mean, again, the artwork actually does represent a lot of the songs on the album. It's 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 going to make a great T-shirt as well. If if you're going down that road, for merch. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've currently like we've got merch out that's um, part of the owl design that we used, and as yes. part of the crackdown um, kind of things, so we have that in a few colors. Um, af- after we sell those off, we'll be looking at other designs. So there probably will be something based on yeah. the album itself. Yeah, because there's yeah. so much to work with. Yeah, and let's talk about budgets then. How are you managing to do all this yourself? Is it self funding? Yeah, it's self funding. Um, in recent times, getting bit off of Spotify, between Spotify listens, merch sales yeah. or gigs or anything, we'd put some of that as covering off some of the elements. So I know we were able to discount some of the recording yeah. through band okay. funds, but the rest of it then is just self-funded. Yeah. 
And do you find that it's a it's a struggle that way, or is it just a case of lads, let's let's get this out and maybe somebody I, might pick it, us up? I understand. To be honest, like I I knew I was putting away money in preparation because I just wanted to have something where if we needed something, more t-shirts, we've gotten lights for the album launch and a few other bits, just save that money so we can put everything behind what we need mm. and just make it, give it the best chance it can. Yes. And then we can work on things from there. And we were very lucky as well, you know, with Fintan because he wasn't long after setting up the studio. So like he, he I mean, I must've, probably wasn't even up in a year or so maybe by the time he went up there so he was just starting out and he was just getting his name out there as a producer yeah and so the, the price we got off him is way way lower than you, you'd expect with the quality that we got you know so we were very lucky in that sense just timing wise yeah 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 but i mean he, those yeah, things go hand in hand as well steve when you think of it because mm-hmm. like the production on this is fantastic so other yeah. bands will he'll get more business out of it absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I don't think, I think it was his first time um, like doing a full album with another band, you mm-hmm. know, like he, he, he'd do his own stuff recording yeah. another artist, I'd say. That was his first time doing a full album, so. And it and, was very different to anything he'd yeah. worked on in the past, so. But um, no, it was great. And like you're getting into gigs as well, so would it have been Cypress Avenue? I'm just guessing, what was your favourite gig to play so far? Mm-hmm. That's a good question, oh, actually. Good. You know, there, there was, a, in my head, there was a gig we played in Limerick. Pharmacy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the last. There was there was a crowd there that was very very young, like the youngest crowd we've played for. I was almost like we we were at the back, like oh god, I feel like the word the dance here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we went up, man, the 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 energy from that crowd was probably the best energy we've ever yeah. received from a crowd that we've played for, and we've been a band for you know almost six years. Yeah, like, there's yeah. there was yeah. no preservation instinct when the red crème <laughs> came on. Yeah. They they heard they heard the caveman riff and kind of went yes, onga bonga, and just charged at each other. It was brilliant. <laughs> Do you think that <laughs> yeah, was a student night? Was it a student uh, night? Yeah, or something they all they, they all struck me as like being about first year, second yeah, year college the, age. It's a nice little scene going on up there. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But um, yeah, no, it's great to see even all the young people just absolutely losing their minds yeah. and killing each other. <laughs> the future is bright in Limerick yeah. anyway. Actually, see, Limerick will never get dull. Yeah, it's safe there. There's no fear of Limerick. Like, and would any of you have any pre-show yeah. rituals now, like before you go on stage? No. I know. A couple I, of points. A couple of points. Sometimes I'd run through scales on the bass like we used to do back in college just to mm-hmm. kind of get the hands moving, but nothing really to kind of psych me up. Once I see the crowd's energy feeding back mm-hmm. off of ours, yeah. that's kind of enough to get the ball yeah. rolling. Like, yeah. You're not uh, doing any James Hetfield uh, uh, acapellos, <laughs> yeah. Steve, no? Do you know what? If, I, if, I, if I'm going to admit it, <laughs> what I what I do is uh, when I'm watching like it, like unless we're the first band on I can't do this but if we're not the first band on while the first band is playing and it's really noisy I'll start doing vocal warm ups on my own <laughs> just in the crowd because no one can hear me and I'm not disturbing anyone. Anyway. <laughs> it actually it works. Idea. It, works. Yeah, it really does work. <laughs> well, there you go, man. There's this weird yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. If this if there's any sudden stops though, they'll just hear me go, oh yeah. Like I remember watching you play before, Aaron, and like pedals. Let's talk about pedals for all of you. Maybe yeah. we'll just start with you, Aaron. We'll just leave the room there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Have you fucking copped on the, any at all? Like, <laughs> well, I've downsized a bit. Um, I got rid of the massive pedal board and kind of swapped it out for just a quad cortex, so a kind of multi-effects thing that's small enough. Okay. You can throw it in a laptop bag and shit. I just find it easier. I used to be carrying around this fridge full looking thing full of pedals <laughs> and then just breaking my back every time we got off an air coach to go down to Fibbers or something. <laughs> uh, but no, I've definitely scaled back and just used a more kind of high-tech approach to get the weird noises we need. Yeah. Steve, you're basic enough for you? Uh, yeah, I just have, I have a multi-effects, a helix unit and I, that, that's all I have. So it just fits in my guitar bag. I don't even have to think about it. So yeah. it's handy. Okay, sure. And do you know what? We're leaving out a missing member here, Alan. Shout out to Alan. Mm. Uh, great guitarist, lads. Didn't he? Unbelievable. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Was was that friendship through you, Steve, that he joined the band, was it? Uh, yeah, do you know what? I actually, I grew up with Al, Alan's younger brother. So like, I would have known Alan my whole life, really. Just I wouldn't have been friends with him. Okay. So when we started that course together, it was almost like, oh, I, I actually know someone here. So we kind of locked on to each other straight away. Right. Yeah. And then uh, and then he started playing and I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Mm. So I was just immediately like, whenever I do start a band, it's me and Al. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously, as as things went on, Aaron and Luke kind of established themselves as kind of the best musicians really in the course. Yeah. So we all just kind of happened to have music tastes that were, were aligned, at least in the sense where they were going, like the, the trajectory, the music okay. tastes yeah. kind of really aligned in a weird way when we once we started playing. So mm. it all worked really, really yeah. nicely. Yeah. So let's just talk about the music tastes there, the influences. Obviously, there's grunge plays a huge part in it. Let's talk about that. What would be the main inspirations? Soundgarden, I'd imagine, and Alison Chains. Soundgarden is a big one. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how... Uh, we got our name, you know, we were trying to come up with a name and I was, okay. uh, I wanted a name like Soundgarden because it sounds cool. It doesn't yeah. mean anything, but yeah, it yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. And I was listening to Outshined and I was like, oh, Outshined could be cool, but I know that that's like a Soundgarden cover band. So I just yeah. took Soundgarden and Outshined and I just combined them and I just said it to lads and they said it has a ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the, the grunge stuff is, is, a, is a big thing, but like, it kind of started, the grunge stuff kind of opened the door into the, like, we're doing a lot of kind of proggy tool stuff mm. now. And, yeah. you know, that there's a lot more influence that have kind of just locked onto the grunge thing. Yeah. But that was the first kind of thing that things started. It was the magnet. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as that door kind of opens, we find, like, that kind of stuff but had a kind of more bluesy kind of background. And as the kind of grunge opened stuff up to experimentation stuff, I found this we'd be giving Luke an early Tool album, maybe I'll throw him onto something like uh, Melvin's or something chunky, and he'd be, meanwhile, feeding me yeah. uh, gov government mule and stuff, okay. like proper like bluesy stuff. So now my music, what I write something, I'm sounding like Alan, and now vice versa, he's yeah. writing breakdowns, and I'm trying to have a hold of him. Yeah, well, I've actually, we've noticed that a lot in, in terms of the, in terms of the riffs. Like, we, we, like we'd be, playing some sort of riff in rehearsals and, and we'd be like, who wrote that riff? And we'd assume it was like Aaron maybe, but it could have been Alan because we'd assume yeah. it's Aaron because it's absolutely filthy. Yeah. But then we're like, oh, that was actually Alan that wrote that riff, you know? So we're all kind of meshing into one dirty human being. Yeah. And even he forgets as well, though. He's like, I, I wrote that one. <laughs> like, have any of you actually seen any of your heroes, we'll say, in bands like Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains? I mean, like, fuck it, they're all dead now, like. 
the lead men in any of them. But did yeah. any of these Saturday actually was a big get... one for me? Like, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's 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 going to be my biggest regret. Really, I just was never able to see Chris Cornell live. Okay, it, so you didn't. Just... All right, okay. No, no. Uh, and I, I, it was one of those things. Like Soundgarden was so active again. I was like, I'll hundred percent see him. It's all yeah. good. No rush. And yeah. then all of a sudden, then yeah. that opportunity is gone. I actually didn't do too bad there now because I've seen Nirvana in Cork. I saw Alison Chain support Megadeth with Rust in Peace. Um, and then I've seen Soundgarden two or three times in festivals. So I, I never oh, well, got to, yeah. yeah, I never got to experience them in a in a indoor capacity. You know, because he did a solo mm. tour there. Chris did, and Steve from Down the Barrel. Shout out to Steve. He'd got a fantastic picture of him. In the Olympia, which I have framed in in the room here, like so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I never actually got to see him live in an intimate venue, and I suppose that's where yeah, it would come out. with Chris Cornell, the the yeah. acoustic that that kind of intimacy would be unbelievable. It would just, be just hearing the, like his voice in that room, uh, like yeah. with nothing, no big band around it, just hearing how good it actually is. It's <sighs> it's humbling, really. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna play one more track of the upcoming album. This is the opening track, actually. Uh, it's a clip of Murder Dream. fucking love that you have that side to you as well i was like a moth to a flame obviously being drawn to the heavier stuff <laughs> that is going to be fucking awesome live um i presume is it is it somewhere near the end of the set that song or nope no. <laughs> uh we because we have backing vocalists that we'll be bringing with us to kind of we've layered so many harmonies that it would be a bit empty uh without them so we're doing the songs without the need for backing mm. singers from the album first. And that's all the heavy stuff like Murder Dream, yeah. Creme Brulee, Venereal Charm. Okay. Then we bring the twins on, do the songs with them. Yeah. Then we take them off and we'll play stuff that hasn't been released yet. So that's okay. a bit more of the proggy, heavy side. Yeah, we kind of, I suppose we kind of felt we had to get the backing singers in um, because we actually got my girlfriend, Kira to, to sing backing on a few tracks for the album. So I uh, just there's just get that kind of female yeah. vocal in there. I felt it really suited some of them. Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, we just felt we kind of needed the backing singers really. Yeah. You know, for the to do the actual launch show. You know. Yeah. Let's talk about the launch show. Actually, it's on. It's a Friday, the ninth of June. Yes. It. Okay. And that's in Spalpine. Yeah, it's Spalpine, Farnock. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking forward to it. 
got some great bands playing with us. We've been mm. fortunate with some of the groups like Nutshell Irish Grunge and yeah. some of the bands we've come up yeah. with along the way that we're able to get them all to join us. So it's looking like it'll be a fantastic night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's Luna Sky, Miss Vanity and Water Dogs. Are they the three? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And so the doors open at half seven and it's tenor in, which is great value, like your four bands there straight away. So it relapse are promoting it, is it, lads? Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, we got them. Yeah, no, they're doing great work around the Cork scene. There, yeah, no. We kind of felt like, well, we could organise a lot of maybe the technical aspects and maybe sort out bands and stuff to kind of get everything done as professionally as possible. We felt we needed a promoter to back it, just give it pushes into places that we couldn't necessarily yeah. get and stop inviting new crowds. That's how we got to Palpine as well, mm-hmm. through yeah. relapse. So yeah. I was kind of wanted a wanted a slightly bigger venue to do the launching as well, you know. So mm. yeah. yeah, it was nice to get that. I know you have a gig now as well in the Thomas House. That's on the 30th of June. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Nutshell Grunge. So is that a promoter, lads, or what is it? Uh, they're not a promoter. Um, this uh, fellow, Chris Goggins, he's from the band Ritual Effect. Uh, okay. He just decided to come up with um, just a kind of group where like all the Irish grunge and kind of grunge adjacent bands could like have a little like contacts, book each other for gigs and stuff. Because okay. while we love we love playing the gigs that we have with like heavier bands playing with words that burn and mm-hmm. stuff, sometimes it doesn't make the most sense to be playing with death metal when you're a grunge band. So everyone else felt they had the same problem around the country. So we're just talking to each other, sorting gigs, trying to bring all the different bits of grunge to the different other parts of the country. Good idea. He looks after that then, Aaron, is it? More, he he more looks less. after that then. Um, I know he's got some contacts with different promoters mm. uh, up the country that might help him out with stuff, but Chris Goggins is the man. Yeah. Uh, you need these guys um, on the scene. Like It's great that they're there, mm. and it's always important to acknowledge them. I love doing that on the show. Let's talk about Metal to the Masses. How did you find it as an experience? Um, metal to the Masses. It's, it's always a good experience because mm, yeah. um, one... Like we always try our best and focus very heavily on like the gigs that we're doing, preparing live sets and stuff. But with the kind of focus on how Metal to Masses has judged the fact you're in front of a new crowd and where you could be going if you're successful, you really start to put your like set under a microscope. So yeah. it was a great process. When you have a gig, a set list that tight and a crowd's reacting with you as well, then it turns into a kind of feedback loop of heft and we just go, we just start flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listening back on some of the videos, it was kind of, it was kind of shocked at how fast we sped up some of the songs. Well, yeah. Help it, like, it yeah. just took off some, you know, that's, pr- but, that's um, coming from you, Luke, I'd say. Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> uh, Steve metals, the masses. Did you enjoy it? I love it. I love it. You know, you're guaranteed a crowd, which is it's really impressive how like they've garnered that much support because every single time you play it, it's just so much people there. You're yeah. you've a guaranteed crowd and like you're always, you know, chatting to people after it. People who come up to it like genuine because yes. they like that type of music. So yes, like you get very genuine people coming up and, and asking about the band and like seeing when you're playing next and stuff. And I think that's like the most important thing regardless of you know, trying to get forward in the competition and stuff. But the really, it's the people that you meet. You know, like we were talking to the Nutshell lads and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, It's just for, like, getting to meet people that you've actually been talking to online and 
really get to the, like organize gigs and get some buzz going like that that's the main thing really that that i love about it yeah there's a lot of opportunities for networking yeah yeah the nutshell lads are great for that actually they're really yeah. putting loads of bands together now like mm-hmm. you know like we, we've been in touch with a lot of people yeah. through that yeah you know and it's like it's yeah. great to be able to do it like like we were we were fortunate we had a band chemical addiction as the main headliner for the launch, and they had to pull out uh, i just went on to nutshell group went first come first serve band that comes along can play a gig we'll just balance out the set afterwards Luna Sky responded within 10 minutes right. and I'd known them from Fred's gigs and stuff in the past. So I knew what they were capable of and it just aligned perfectly. And we're just very lucky to have that resource. Yeah. So the album is coming out on June the 9th. Can people buy physical copies or is it just? Uh, we'll have some, we hope to have some physical. They're currently in the process being printed. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we plan to anyway, it's all things seem like it will happen. So We'll have those and then we'll have merch related to the album as well. We're kind of doing a limited batch of uh, CDs and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how they go, I'd say. And then yeah. we might do more then, you know, but um, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I'll then. definitely be buying one off you anyway. Cheers. Brilliant. Keep one aside it's just for me, me and you as well. <laughs> I presume we're the older ones, Steve, are we? I'm not the youngest one, but I need. I don't have a, an aux cable in the car, so I need a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So what do you hope for the rest of the year, lads? Um, Just give us an idea of, of what you're planning. Like, I mean, this album is coming out on the 9th of June. You put your heart and mm. souls into it. So, yeah, we'd like to try and get a few gigs kind of around the country, I'd say. Like we're, we have that one now in Thomas House on the 30th of June. But like okay. I'd even like to get, you know, maybe somewhere like Galway or mm. even in Kerry, yeah. maybe. And we've been talking to a few of the bands that we know from various places. So, we got Forlorn to play with us in Thomas House. There's been talk when they first got in contact with us about doing cross gigs from Cork to Wexford and stuff. So yeah, okay. we could aim for the main cities and yeah. then randomly find out Sound Live and then Escorthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be those ones tend to be mad as well. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fantastic like if you got a slot on Electric Picnic or something like that, you know, on one of the smaller stages? Because you have that sound that will work really well with, with a diverse crowd. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'd be amazing. It's yeah. about like, yeah, it's like how do you kind of bridge the gap between getting the attention of those people who are in charge of picking bands like that? Yeah, it's kind of. I think that's kind of where we're at now. Just, just trying to open as much doors exactly. as we can, like just get the word out there as yeah. much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and, and as I said, it's a fantastic release, and it's to your credit, lads, that you put all that hard work and and for it to come out the other side so good i think myself that somewhere like the electric picnic or something like that will benefit for for having the likes of outsound on it so i'd just really be thanks man thank you yeah i'd just be really interested to see where you can go with this and you know see this is the fucking thing with the irish metal scene like it's we can only mm-hmm. go so far with it but a band like he can actually step out of it. I put you in with the likes of Strangers with Guns as well. You know, they're another band that can play a different type of festival and, and play yeah. Yeah, to a yeah. different type and of And they have been, haven't they? They, yeah. been few, right? they, they have done a few things recently, all right. Yeah. Um, it's just like a bit of luck, I suppose. And, you know, getting some kind of fucking airplay on a yeah. national radio. You know, that's, that's, that's what you and have it's, to it's think about. Like, yeah, it definitely even comes down to just even kind of like almost annoying people as well. Just like, just like just sending stuff out there as much as possible, you know, just trying to get all different kinds of people, you know, 
yeah. right people like to see it. But um, yeah, that and that's yeah, what you're going to have to do as a band now, and that's the next step I would say for you, just to it. get just to get someone's attention that's not in the metal scene that will champion you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So look, lads, uh, best of luck with the album launch. As I said, it's on the 9th of June. The album, I think, is fantastic. It's diverse. It's great. It's a nod to grunge. There's, there's, there's melodies in it. It's got everything for everybody there. The neutral fans should love it. Just all I'll say is congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks for having us, Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Anything else you want to add there, lads? As I said, the tickets are a tenor on the door. Uh, it's Doors open at half seven in Spalpeen and Cork, June the ninth it's a Friday yeah night. you can you can you can get tickets online um on Eventbrite as well I think the yeah okay. I think the event is up on that so yeah if people want to you know get some early tickets they can anyway but yeah they will they will be on the door as well yeah, yeah. and so. you can always check we'll be doing our own social medias Instagram Facebook a lot but so we'll relapse promotions and plugging up the gig so if they need yes. any further information they can always refer to those I'll certainly help you on my side with all my socials as well and uh, this is an album that deserves to be heard lads Good. Cheers, man. thanks very much thanks so much, thanks very much. Yeah. give a shout out to Alan for me we'll do, we'll do yeah. I'm a fan of his guitar playing <laughs> <laughs> he'll love it yeah okay so you've been listening to Steve, Luke and Aaron of Outsound please check them out and if you can go to the album launch on the 9th of June and uh, that's it lads uh, thanks again for coming on the show I appreciate it Cheers, Richie. Cheers, Richie. Good one. And crucially, support your local medicine.